magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Yeah, we are recording early, Jared. I'm usually uh, coffee time of day, not carbonated chemicals. Yeah, and did you slink me in? Do I oh, start yeah, the show? Sorry. Again? Yeah, you're slung. You're slung. <laughs> hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 512. Uh, this is the slightly early edition. It is 9:30 a.m. for me. What is that? 12:30 for you? Yeah, 12:30 Eastern. So that's what we both still woke up fairly recently, right? Yeah, I stay up like that's that's one of the things like working from home is like you kind of like lose sort of like the nine to five because like some days I'll just like sleep late and then work until like 11. Yeah. And I don't know. My schedule's crazy. Yeah. Well, don't have kids. It ruins it more. It only makes it worse too when it's like my, my, so most of my uh, being on the Eastern time zone like most of my friends are just like way uh earlier right and mm-hmm. so you know playing like call of duty like last night i was playing call of duty with brad and like for you know for him like you know we played until my time like 2 30 in the morning which is like but like 10 30 for him i guess yeah yeah so yeah. like early bedtime for brad me being like oh my fucking god <laughs> yeah i remember those days i can't uh do that anymore i think midnight is where i top out usually yeah. but I'm getting too old for that shit. But speaking yep. speaking of Xbox, um, so you have an Xbox Series X, right? Yes. Um, you need to download, and you have Game Pass, right? Yes. You need to download Forza 5, even if you only yeah. play the first 15. Oh, did you play the first 15 minutes yet? No. Oh, man. So this game, I think you could make a very strong argument that Forza 5 has like the best 15, best first 15 minutes of like, any modern video game that i played recently oh really Hmm. well so like the way that forza 4 worked was that like um and i i don't play a ton of the forza games i really only got into them because like they were just free with game pass it was a really good example of like the kind Mm. of benefits of game pass you know because it's like never in a million years would i have gone out and be like oh hell yeah forza here's 60 dollars and buy this game right but (laughs) right but if it's like oh forza's out i have game pass yeah sure i'll download this check it out um Mm. so the gimmick of the last one which I don't know if this is a constant Forza gimmick or this is just, you know, the, the innovation for the last one was the seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that so, you know, it's this big open world racing game and different uh, events take place during different seasons of the year. So, like, um, you know, they they do, like, your rally racing, like, in the summer under these, you know, like, like big summer puffy clouds and all this stuff. And it looked really cool. And then they think be that's like, a Forza Horizon thing. Oh, I think it? the regular Forza series or, oh, I don't, yeah, is, yeah, I is no more idea. normal. But anyway. But, but yeah, and then, you know, it'd, be like, transition to, like, winter. And it'd be, like, this, like, you know, crazy yeah. race through snow. And, and yeah. so the, the first time player experience of that was, like, you racing four different cars across, like, the four different seasons like you'd race for like mm-hmm, five minutes mm-hmm. and, and then yeah, i remember like, that yeah you know kind of yeah and it, was, it was really cool um yeah, yeah so this one just kind of takes that like to a whole new level so it's just like so unbelievably over the top like it starts with <laughs> you in this like um i don't know what the right name of the, like a ac 130 like cargo 
or I guess a C-130 <laughs> cargo plane um, <laughs> filled with <clears throat> like luxury cars on these skids, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And and then like the camera zooms out and the first luxury car like shoots out the back like a, like a tank uh-huh. being dropped so with like a parachute okay. and stuff. And then they're telling you like, all right, get ready. We're like, get ready to go. We're coming in hot. And like the fucking car on the skid just like comes in. You just blast off of it and you race for a while. And like you see the plane kind of like zoom in above you and like yeah. swerving around all over the place. And like, you know, you race for a little bit and the camera pans back up, back into the plane. You do it again. And on like a different location. So like maybe that first one was like you blasting on a highway and like a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And the next one is like, all right, we're dropping this crazy, like four wheel drive Porsche thing into this jungle that you're racing through. They're just like, so I don't they're know. like, let's make a fast and furious movie, but a video game. Yeah, dude, it was so cool. Like, Mixed the, with Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like, even if you don't like racing games, I would download this game, play yeah. it for the first 15 minutes and just delete it. Cause like, yeah, the, the problem is for me, um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I, I don't like these games that are so open world that they're just like, all right, here you go. Have fun. Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's you need a little guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly how, uh, the modern Forza games, at least the ones that I've played, um, mm. which maybe that's the horizons things. I don't know, but, um, mm. they're, they're real bad about that. It's like, Hey, here's this fucking like awesome action packed beginning. All right. What car do you want? Okay. See ya. Have fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, drive wherever. Uh, there's a bunch uh-huh. of events you could do or not do, and you know, a bunch of yeah. shit in the game map that you can do or not do, and like, see you yeah. later. Yeah. You know, well, I just, I don't, I don't know. All my friends that are playing it are like, yeah, I don't know. I just drive around. Yeah. I'm just driving. I don't know. Oh, yes. Occasionally I'll get stopped into doing a mission, but for the most part, I just drive. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, it's weird because like so I don't I, know what you would do. Would you like inject like a storyline into it? You know, like that uh, seems weird yeah. too. But I guess you could do like a Fast yeah. and Furious thing. They have done that, that for Need yeah. for Speed games, though, and that works. Right? So. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think uh, I haven't. I don't think I even turned on my Xbox since the new kid was born, and that was oh, a couple yeah. of months ago. And um, so I've been waiting for like a day. Like so I'm gonna sit down and just play Xbox all day when I have the chance or whatever. And um, last Saturday. Uh, Pam took the kids and met up with a friend um, a little bit out of town, kind of like a halfway point between where they both live. And um, and it was, so it was like, cool, I got an afternoon. I'm this is I'm just going to sit down and play Xbox, right? And sit down, fire it up, and it's like, yeah, there's Forza. Oh, I didn't pre-install it. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I got to install it now. So I start the install and... You know, I'm hardwired into my Xbox and stuff, and I have pretty fast internet, and it goes fine, but it still took, like, a while. Mm. And so I got busy doing other things, and it's downloading in the background. And well, it's a 100 gigabyte ex- game. Expansion so. pack things. Yeah, it's yeah. 100 gigs. So <clears throat> also, yeah, I had to go and I had to delete a few things, too, because mm. I was already filled up on that yeah. damn thing. So Yeah, my Xbox, um, I have the Call of Duty games, Forza, and that's it. That's all that fits And that's on. all you, you have room for. Yeah. Um, which sucks because their little expansion port that takes those specialty like SSD cards or whatever um, is a great idea because – but the the problem is how expensive they are, yeah. right? And they just re- introduced new tiers. I think there's like a – I think there's a two terabyte you can buy now and it's like 200 bucks. No, it's – And then there's I a think, four – the four terabyte I think it, is 400. I, I thought it was like <laughs> uh, the normal one was like 200 for an additional terabyte. Then it went like – it was like – Maybe I, it's one terabyte, I yeah. think it was like iPod pricing after that where it was yeah, like – it um, is. It like doubles. Yeah. 
to where you're basically spending what you spent on the console for an yeah. expansion card for the right. And that's that's SSD. why I never bought it because the console is like five hundred bucks. I was like, man, I don't want to spend a fucking two hundred dollars yeah. just to have like another five no. games. Like, but like honestly, the way like SSD memory stuff is going, yeah, I mean, um, I get it. It's expensive for like, reason, but it's a nice to have, and then in two years or three years, those types of expansion cards will be like 50 bucks or whatever. And you'll be like, it, it'll be like yeah. SD cards, right? Yeah. So hopefully anyway, well, who knows though, because it's like a proprietary hopefully. Seagate thing, you know, right. like those, um, well, what was, what kind of wacky memory card did the Vita take? Cause those things are still expensive. The yeah, memory Sony's, stick duo Sony's or whatever sticks. Yeah. Um, this is, um, Seagate's just the first one to make them. Microsoft has other people in the lineup to oh, make more. Okay. So can, realize that. In, in theory, prices should go down because there should be more competition. But yeah. it's well, just, we just not need the case to now. Get through a chip shortage. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why two or three years down the line, maybe it'll be a more normal thing. And by then you might need it more, right? Yeah. But, um, also, speaking but so anyway, of the chip shortage, um, yeah. you, I don't think you had in your list the Playdate thing, but that is I did not. bummer of the week. B-O-T-W coming at you live yeah um i would call it a not surprising bummer when you really oh, think yeah. about it but yeah i think you and i both were just had really high hopes that it was all figured out already they kind of made it yeah. seem like it might have been and um well for, that they for would me get that, this thing out on time yeah for, for me it was like the silence on it was what was and you know i was just i was making this up in my head you know so i can't really blame panic for it or anything but like when yeah. you kind of like looked at like the other stuff sort of going on in this, it's like there's a lot of companies that are just not saying anything is not a problem for them. You know, like Apple, yeah. their phone came out, it shipped on time, like everything else. Like there yeah. was no like... Um, I I'm guess sure behind kind of, the scenes it was a nightmare for a yeah. lot of different reasons. And I guess they, they kind of have mentioned in their investor calls that, you know, they're also being hit mm-hmm. by it. But, but, you know, they didn't say anything, everything showed up on time and everything else. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a case for panic too because they've been working on this for an awful long time. Like, I wonder if these things have been done long yeah. enough that they've avoided, um, you know, the shipping stuff because they are near the front of the line now or yeah, whatever else, which um, <clears throat> kind of sound like it might have maybe been the case before they discovered this issue with the battery that they were using in them. Yeah. So let's back up in case people don't follow oh, sure. the Playdate issues or whatever. But Playdate was supposed to launch this year. It's the little crank handheld gaming thing. And um all signs pointed to it. It was going to be a smooth launch. They had pre-orders opened up. They had they they said they had like twenty thousand kind of like on hand. Those would ship this year and anything like the past only, that. Also, the only pre-order process I did this year that was just like, oh, that was easy. The smoothest pre-order <laughs> process. Yeah. So um, twenty thousand were due this year. The rest were due throughout like next year. Um, starting early next year, it sounded like it wasn't going to be a big delay yeah. or anything like that. And yeah, um, it was like they were getting their first batch like really soon, and after that, yeah. it was just like as they yeah. arrived. And so they, so that was all. I think the pre-order took place in July or something like that. And so, um, kind of nothing since then. And everyone's just been like, it's still it's getting close to the end of the year, you know? Like, what's up? They finally sent out an email update to ever all the backers and stuff that were like, um, hey, we hit an issue. We got our first run of, of devices back and the batteries were just bad. They weren't holding yeah. charges. They weren't charging as long as they're supposed to and blah, blah, blah. And so through much, you know, back and forth and legwork on their part, they decided to scrap their battery supplier and go with somebody totally different, which is a big hoop to jump through. Yeah. Um, 
It's basically like and resetting then, the clock on all the shipping stuff. Yeah, they actually shit. They had five thousand units made already in hand, ready to ship. Basically, they were just going to QA them and sh- and box them up in their special boxes and whatever. Um, they had to ship those back to Malaysia where there's this stuff's being manufactured and um, have them take out the the batteries that had it in them already and re put them together again with the new batteries or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's a whole big thing. It's basically kind of like starting production over in a way. And, um, so they kind of got everything sorted out and they're back on their way. I think that's why they waited so long. They wanted to know where they were at before they gave anyone an update, which I think is smart. Um, but they were like, you know, this is going to push everything back a few months. Now the first 20,000 are going to be like the beginning of next year. And then beyond that will be throughout the year. And a lot of people, they, they mentioned like the 50,000 mark, which is like crazy. They sold that many, but yeah. people in that range and people that are like pre-ordering it right now or whatever, or you're looking at like this time next year. Um, yeah. I mean, so, I guess it's, and, it's like really good that they discovered this. Cause like, I can only yes. imagine the absolute total nightmare would have been if been, if it would have been like, holy shit, like we shipped 5,000 of these and every <laughs> yeah. single one of them is bad. You think of how mad you would be. If you're you got one of those and you had to deal with oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a way better situation to delay it before the thing releases. I hundred percent agree with that. And I'm willing to wait a few months extra. It's fine. But um and then another issue they had is is the chip shortage did hit them. And and a lot of people I think were like, dude, they're using the it's a super lo-fi device. Like I don't think it's gonna be like a big deal because it's using weird parts and stuff like that. But I think the weird parts part kind of bit them because the chip they were using was so weird that like the place that makes them can't manufacture as many as they need. It's going to take two years. And so they also had to do a switcheroo with what the chip they're going to be using is they, they sourced a different one. So at some point during that production of the 50,000, at some point in time, it's going to switch over to making it with this different chip and it shouldn't be different to the end user, but it'll be kind of interesting to see yeah, kind of like the Switch OG and the Switch like slight revision that came out or whatever, um, to see if there's any kind of differences between the two or whatever. Yes, yeah, so I'm in the <coughs> um, I, I lurk around in the Playdate Discord and like yeah. one of the um, I don't remember if it was one of the panic guys or just someone that like knew a lot about electronics engineering was explaining this. <coughs> but basically, so they um, you know, there's all these different ARM processors that mm-hmm. basically do the same thing. You know, are, are more or less yeah. identical, but they come in like a bunch of different varieties, you know, so it's like the right. same processor, but like slightly different pinout for a yeah. bunch of different uses. Right. So I guess what they're swapping for, the guy like looked up the part numbers on, um, on DigiKey's website, with DigiKey being a, 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 a electronic like part company. Yeah. Um, and like the processor they're using comes in a, a bazillion varieties and they're just switching which kind of like flavor it is, but it should be, same instruction set, same speed, everything else. It just kind of like is yeah. a slightly different size. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's cool. I think it won't be a big deal. Yeah. Um, it would just like require like a, a slight rejiggering of the actual like circuit board itself, but it should be yeah. functionally identical. Yeah. So, yeah. So whatever. And then, <clears throat> so the play dates pushed back and that's kind of a bummer. That was definitely something I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm playing by the end of this year you know well now that particularly with the steam deck getting delayed because 
Originally, I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man, it sucks the Steam Deck's delayed, but whatever, Playdate's going to be here soon. So Right. <laughs> Something to goof around with. I guess yeah. we'll have our Zelda Game <clears throat> & Watches. No delay yeah, there. I guess so. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Steam Deck I was going to mention is kind of similar. Q2 now. Q2. I was thinking, you know, originally it was like, oh, man, we're going to get those kind of soon. Then they pushed yeah. it back to Q2 of next year. Man, that yeah. blows. Yeah, and I was already a Q1 pre-orderer, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't even get in on the the Q4 this year place in line. So, but I still think I still maintain that. Um, I think Valve should have done something different with their pre-ordering and have it be more than five bucks because I well, feel like yeah, they they are probably operating because they're they're hitting it really hard with like coming out with like reach today. In fact, actually, in ten minutes, they're doing like a. Um, a like zoom sort of thing for developers to help them get their, um, games running on the steam deck. Right. And, um, like a whole QA session and stuff like that. And so it's like, and then they have that whole like rating system they're adding to steam that'll tell you, Oh, this game runs great. We tested it or whatever. And they're essentially like saying, we're going to go through every steam game in, in, in yeah, all of yeah. steam and give it some sort of rating on how it runs on the deck. So, you know, yeah. Um, so I feel like they're going really hard, like this thing's going to be a monster or whatever. Um, and I think they're basing all that on their pre-order numbers, which is a bunch of people that are like, eh, whatever, it's five bucks. Now I'll cancel if I don't feel like yeah. getting it. It's, you know, <clears throat> right. like I think whatever. the line so, will go quick. Like once it, yeah, like, I, I think a lot of people when the time comes to pay the Piper for real yeah. are going to be like, you know, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it depends. Or not, reviews. I could be totally wrong, but. Yeah, I think it all depends on like the early reviews. And I think that's why they're going yeah. so ham on this like, um, you know, Steam certification stuff. So, you know, yeah. because like originally I was, it wouldn't have surprised me at all if the early reviews were like, yeah, you know, like there's a short list of games that work really good on it, but it's kind of, you know, the experience is so-so and, yeah. you know, all that. So like if they basically like delete your ability to say that, it's like, no, dude, like a lot of stuff works on it and they... You know, yeah. you can just if you stay inside of the Steam Deck certified listing on Steam, like it's fucking awesome and right everything else. Like at that point, like I could see maybe not that many cancellations. And yeah, I really think that this thing has huge potential for um, like just retail as a whole. If it if like yeah. it really takes off, because like remember to pre-order this thing, like you really had to know like it was. It was coming. You needed a Steam account that had uh, what a purchase on it inside it of had like been a, around at least a, a year months. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. So you know, it was like largely inaccessible for like you know just a random person that like saw an article about it on Polygon and were true. like, "Oh, that looks cool. I, I'd love to get That's into true. PC gaming or whatever." You know, so right, right. I just hope that, um, and you know, this will probably be the case as long as the chip shortage holds up. But I just like really hope that they don't swerve you with like a second gen steam deck really quickly i'm like, sure it's bound to happen that's gonna really suck if it's like yeah oh hey you know thanks early adopters by the way here's the new one that's like twice as good at least wait a year yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think there will be a big market of people that's if you see someone playing it in the wild be like what's that fat switch and yeah. you're gonna be like oh it's a whole pc yeah and people are gonna be like oh i want one so um but i also think the key to all of this as someone who really didn't mess around with PC gaming until I got the Win Max last year and then got a real crash course on how crazy it is. Yeah. Um, your average person, like, 
it's it's hard for your average person to get into PC gaming yes. for a lot of reasons, right? But particularly like right because, now. <clears throat> I mean, goddamn, dude. Like yeah. I've got a, well, right uh, now for sure, but like my PC. I mean, just in general, it can be a very complicated thing. Yeah. Games cannot work right. You got to put in a lot of your own time to figure things out. You got to have like a tinkering gene, right? To to want to tinker with something yeah. and. um I mean, I even as like simple as like tinkering a, with like video settings to get your game to run good on your computer is like so yeah. so different from like pop the disc in your Xbox, cool, you're playing, you know. Oh, totally. Which is what I think most people would prefer. Like, like that's the baseline for mainstream appeal, right? Yeah. It's like put in the thing and it works, and that's a big thing. Not like, hey, can you go like edit this .ini file to make this value be different so that the game will actually yeah. load up and like you know, like you're not gonna most people aren't gonna deal with that sort of thing. So I think Steam's big hurdle right there is something that they they are aware of too with their steam os updates and stuff like that they're like we want this thing to kind of be like a switch like you open it it's a store and you scroll through it and you look at the games that you already own it'll tell you if it runs good or not and you know whatever so instead of like yeah it's pc i don't know do what you got to do with it and figure it out on your own and and part of that is a good thing about pc gaming that a lot of people like there's a cool community behind like you know, people that run games and figure out how to get them working their best and, you know, offer the that advice to other people and stuff like that. Like, that's a neat aspect of it, but it's not a mainstream appealing thing for your average person, right, I think. Right. So anyway, I hope the Steam Deck will pull that off and just be like basically a Switch but a PC. Yeah, I, and I, I think the other potential it has with like real like mainstream um, adoption is like, like games on Steam are so cheap compared yeah Mm -hmm. i mean like god the the amount of stuff i have my library that i bought as like either part of a huge bundle for like 10 bucks or less or yeah like a couple dollars it's just crazy it's really nuts and then if you look at um i think it's like the steam db website or whatever that'll give you like the price history of things and stuff Mm -hmm. and so i have like a huge wish list and i'll even be something will go on sale for like a very reasonable price and i'll be like oh that game was 20 bucks and now it's seven should i buy it now and it's like yeah. Let me look at its history and it's like, nope, it's been three before I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting this one out or right. whatever, which is kind of sad, but, um, I have enough games on there already. Like I will never play through my library of steam games and well, like, um, now with the, um, with the steam deck, well, you know, kind of coming, I was like, you know, looking at stuff like the Halloween sale mm-hmm. and like, Ooh, what can I get for like five bucks that I might want to play in the future? Which I like know. You know, is exactly what I've tried to stop doing on the Switch, where it's like I I'm know, just me too. Not spending money on these dumb games. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think there's always, you know, I mean, people like us. I feel like that mentality, and it is, it, it is a mental thing that happens to you. That's like this thing is on sale. I need to get yeah. it. Um, but I think with like people like us that are adults and have jobs and disposable income, it's like. Okay, if the time really comes where you finally actually get through your backlog you already have, and you get to the point of that game you don't own yet that you really want to play, then just buy it whatever the price it is, right? Yeah. But like collecting these things on the cheap, I'm sometimes that makes sense, but I feel like there's a certain point where you got to be like, dude, I am never going to get around to playing this. Why did I just buy it even though it's 8 bucks instead of 30? That doesn't really help me, you know what I mean, if I'm still not going to get around to playing it. So, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a problem. I did have to rein that in on the switch really hard and steam is, is 10 times worse. So, yeah, yeah. It's so, so much worse with that stuff. So I, 
I mean, who am uh, I kidding? I'm going to sit around playing a Zelda Game & Watch more than any other system I own. So, Well, the crazy thing is, like, I already have all the games on Zelda Game & Watch. I, I both own yeah. the cartridge version and have it on my dumb little emulator machine. So, yeah. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. Arguably, the Game & Watch is probably the worst way to play those. Maybe. I don't know. Everyone's kind of... Have you seen all the impressions of it on online and stuff? People mm-hmm. seem to like it. No. It uh, lets you pick different aspect ratios for the Game Boy game, which is a oh, big cool. point of contention. Uh, don't want their stretched out Game Boy games. Yeah. So it's cool. Let's you play all the different versions of the different in the different uh, languages and stuff. It's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm excited to get mine, uh, except that we're going to be out of town this weekend. It's supposed to come on Sunday. So hope it doesn't get stolen. Mm. If it does, I hope they really are as easy to come by as, as it seems. You have a ring doorbell though, right? That watches your I do your front door. Do. Like, why don't you just turn yeah, that thing on like maximum, uh, maximum yeah. sensitivity? Although yeah. you're going to get people yeah. walking down the sidewalk, then I guess. But I don't know. I yeah, I had to dial that thing in to not get crazy. Um, we have like a tree in our front planter too that blows. It's a palm tree, so it has big leaves, and it, anytime it would blow, it was like yeah. thought it was a person. So I had to really dial the zones down or whatever. But um. Uh, I think it's okay now. The problem with ring is that it's like hit and miss. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't alert you. And I'm like, I can't figure out why. So um, what, what I find to be really annoying about my, I, I really like my ring setup. I mean, I think it's like an insane value for, for what you get. I mean, like for what I, yeah. I think it's like a hundred bucks a year or whatever for yeah, you know, the security system with cellular backup, like all my cameras, like all yeah. this other stuff, like it's uh, fantastic. Right. But what annoys the shit out of me is, and this might have changed. I don't know. I haven't checked in a while, but like, so I, it seems like you should be able to set the granularity of the alerts for stuff based on the status of your alarm system, right? Like, mm, if mm-hmm. I'm at home and my alarm is not active, like mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about camera alerts. Like I, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't care. Like ninety nine percent of the time, it's catching me walking around or whatever else, and yeah. like, I just don't need that on my phone. But like, if the alarm's on, then sure. Like, I really want to know if it like sees that there's a yeah. person wandering around. But yeah, it's totally. not. It's like all or nothing on that, unless they change it, which I should check. Yeah. I don't think they have. I think it's kind of that. It's like you want to know when things there's motion or you don't, yeah. or you want to be recording full time, which I don't want to do that either. So yeah, it seems like um, such an obvious thing that like I don't. Yeah. Um, and like the way that you can kind of get around it is the one thing you can do is like turn off your cameras based on the status of, of your alarm. Like, so we have a camera in our house that doesn't record video unless we're not home. And like, Mm -hmm. you can do the same with all of them, but I don't know. I kind of like having the cameras because like, I've, you know, just like done stupid shit or like my dogs have done Mm -hmm. dumb stuff that I've been like, Oh, let me me pull the video on that. Cause it was kind of funny that that happened. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know if it's actually a thing you can buy yet or if it was just a concept, but um, Ring, which Amazon bought Ring a while back, right, mm-hmm. um, has the little drone camera alarm no, that's thing. Coming. Did you see that? Yeah, it's coming. It's too. coming out? Yeah. Um, that thing's pretty crazy, too. It's basically like a little drone camera that occasionally pops open and, and flies around your house and monitors things and then pops back in its thing and charges back up. And I'm like... That seems cool and also scary and also I don't know how it's I feel a good about way this. To like harass your dog, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's kind of tight though too because it's like there's been so many times when it's like, oh man, I wish I could like 
you know, I, I got a weird alert about something. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. I wish I could like peek around the oh, weird corner of my house. that doesn't have camera sights on it. Well, that was and, kind uh, of like the, the original pitch of that thing was like, you could kind of like have it map your house and like teach it where mm-hmm. sensors are. So like if it detects like, oh, uh, East bedroom window sensor just tripped, like the little drone would take off and like be like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. But I bet that I mean, I guess you just punch a drone loud, out of the air, right? Right. Like. Don't you loud. think that it would be like unbelievably loud when it, when, I mean, because those drones are not quiet, like, because they move a lot of air and. Yeah, I don't know. Is I that going to matter? Well, I mean, it's just going to freak my dogs out. That's why I'm not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I have a, um, I have a crazy Comcast story for you if you're interested in that. I, know everyone, I am always. Everyone loves always Comcast, the number one, yeah. number one company in the world for customer service. Right. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, it was having inter- issues with my internet a couple months ago. Um, the Comcast, it, it, like the worst Comcast problem is an intermittent Comcast problem, you know, because it's yeah. like, um, you know, like you might be able to convince them to come out and then they come out and they like run their dumb little diagnostic Everything looks like, fine. Yeah, I don't know. It looks fine. All right. See ya. And I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, it looks fine now, but like it is not fine a hundred percent of the time. I like had that problem. And the problem yes. is like we work from home and do like video shit like this, like all the time. And yeah, it's when your shit important. goes down for like 30 seconds, it's yeah. mega disruptful, particularly when yeah. it's like 30 seconds every 15 minutes, you know, it's like, right. yeah. um, <laughs> so went through that and, you know, they basically, the Comcast techs have like two things that, that they do, you know, it's like, number one is like, okay, let's replace this cable. Number two is right. like, okay, let's replace your modem. And once you've yeah. done both those things, they're just like, well, we've done every, all we can do here. So you're on your own. <laughs> Um, yeah. so they did both of those things, uh, last time I came and like the, what's interesting is that the person that runs the cable, at least in my area, I don't know if this is true of all Comcast areas. Cause it seems like they're run differently based on region. But, um, mm-hmm. so for my area, the Comcast guy in the Comcast truck is not the person that deals with the actual like cables and wiring and stuff. It's a third party contractor. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, God, the dude who came, to run the wire. I mean, it like, like rolled down my driveway in like a 30 year old GMC Jimmy that looked like if it's, if it started again, it was going to be a small miracle piles out of his car. He's got his kids and his wife with him, And they're just like wandering around my driveway. And like, we Uh live in a pretty remote like area, you know? And like, I was like, what in the fuck? Like, who are these people? Like, (laughs) why are all these people like approaching our house? Like what is going on here? And you know, I go outside thinking it was like, like one of those like driveway scams or something like, you know, what, what mm-hmm. is going on here? It's just mm-hmm. a Comcast guy. And, oh, um, yeah, so he ran a new cable, like as fast, like he was competing for the Guinness book world record of like, how fast can I do this and leave <laughs> kind of thing? Cause he must just get paid per call or whatever. Uh, um, so when they ran this cable, they, I have, um, uh, kind of like this, uh, well, I have the, power pole and the uh cable pole that come from the street and then there's another pole that's like closer to our house so Mm -hmm. they ran re-ran the cable that goes from the house to this intermediary pole right and then Mm -hmm. but they left like a ton of excess slack on the the pole that's like near nearest to our house right and it was like like sticking out into our driveway like two feet and all this stuff on like the side of our house and i was like like oh man i should go buy some like 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 one of those cable uh staples and stuff like that kind of like make this Mm -hmm. a little bit nicer because i know that someone's gonna get caught on it eventually because it's just like Mm -hmm. so stupid the way they did this 
And of course I never got around to doing that. And then yeah. some idiot that might've been me, um, was parking their <laughs> shitty pickup truck with bad uh-huh. rear visibility and snagged this stupid fucking cable. No, like, ripped way. it all off the uh, off the pole, um, and all this. So now it's like I've got it like working, but it is like cobbled together. Like it is, it is basically running operating on the same hopes and prayers that like the Touch Arcade WordPress backend is. So it's just yeah. like, oh wow, not yeah. even popsicle sticks and um, <laughs> you know, like glue. It's like several tiers below that, right? Like forged twigs. And, yeah, uh, I'm honey. like, I like had to watch the primitive technology YouTube guy to like figure out how to get this working, right? Um, so I, you know, I, I get, I call comments I'm like, hey this the guy that installed it last time did it super stupidly like i knew it was going to be a problem it finally is a problem like you know can you guys come out and and just fix it because yeah. like really all that needs to happen is just like someone with the right crimper for the coax cable just needs to like cut the ends off and like make it yeah. right and you know staple it up correctly and and all that yeah. stuff and um so you know no problem they're coming on monday um mm-hmm. which was surprising mm-hmm. that they're coming that fast but um yeah you know kind of it, it seemed like they kind of, uh, you know, like a cable down thing is kind of, uh, you know, I guess moves them faster. Right. So, um, and then like, so not long after I get that appointment book, I look out the window and I see the Comcast truck is parked in front of my neighbor's driveway. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'll go grab the mail. And, um, you know, just be like, Hey dude, you know, like, I don't know what you're doing, but, uh, Fix this, this thing will real quick. take you literally one minute to do yeah. as opposed to driving out from wherever your dispatch is on Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, save you easily an hour more or more of your time doing this now. And this guy, I like also explained, I was like, Hey, I just need you to like fix the ends of this cable. Like they got stripped because they got yanked by my car and like all that stuff. And he, this guy looked at me like I had just made the stupidest suggestion, like the, (laughs) the dumbest thing that he has ever heard in his entire life. Right. That this guy do one minute of extra work. Yeah. And it was just like this, this, this dumbfounded, like, are you fucking, did you really just ask me that to <laughs> do something that's not on my schedule while I'm <laughs> sitting here in my truck listening to AM radio in this like remote court in rural Tennessee? Yeah. Um, I am not surprised at all that that's the reaction. And you know, he was like, and and I was like, you know, I told him, I was like, hey, dude, I have an appointment on Monday to fix this. I just you know, figured I'd save you some time, you know, like, yeah. and he's like, oh, I don't work Monday. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, okay, um, whoever comes out then, I was trying to save them some time. Yeah. And, I, and, and then I was like, okay, well, um, you know, I don't know if you're like on lunch break or whatever. Like, you know, if you just let me borrow your like coax <laughs> crimpers, like I can just go fix this myself. I mean, I know how to do it. I just don't have the tool. No. Yeah. And, um, you know, give me a couple of cable, cable staples and I'll go grab my hammer. Like, you don't even need to give me that. Like I, it would take me a minute to fix it. And he's like, yeah. oh, I can't. You know, I can't, you know, I can't give you any tools or anything like that. Like we have to do that work. And I was like, okay, well, we've been talking about this longer than it would have taken you to fix it. So like, <laughs> like what, what is the resolution here? And he's like, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm not supposed to do work outside of tickets. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, sure thing, buddy. Okay. Well, I, I, I million percent promise if you got your supervisor on the phone right now. And I was like, Hey, um, do you want me to waste like two hours on Monday doing this? Or should I spend a minute now doing this? They'd be like, Oh, just yeah. do it now. Who cares? You're yeah. 25 feet away from where the problem is. But, yeah. You know, as somebody who used to work at a, a copy machine servicing place, 
uh, and had and was responsible for sending texts out in the field to fix copiers. Um, I don't know that they would care about wasting two hours on Monday. <laughs> there is definitely not a big rush to like do things efficiently in that field. Yeah. So I imagine Comcast service people is probably pretty similar. And like, the, like the, the dude, truly... I, I don't take away my two hours of fucking off on Monday. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on now. I mean, the truly annoying part was like, I, after this whole exchange, I was just like, all right, dude, well, you know, have a good day. Thanks. I guess. Thanks for thanks for nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's like see ya, whoever on monday um yeah like i was like looking out the have window. a good dude, day off on monday yeah i was like looking out the window dude just fucking like sat in his truck for like a good like yeah. half hour plus yeah and just did nothing like just sitting around fucking yeah. around on his phone and i was like what yeah this is so annoying but there were yeah. so many times when it'd be like, do you, I need you guys to go deliver this printer to this place. It's like an hour away. It's this dumb five minute job. Um, so go do that and make it take all day. You know what I mean? Cause I got nothing for you yeah. to do if you come back or whatever, or even go do this thing and just go home and whatever. So I don't think they're in a big rush to be like, yeah, how efficiently can we do all this work? I was, I was just so annoyed by the whole thing. Cause, cause like before I even like considered contacting Comcast support, I was like, Oh, well, let me just look on Amazon. I, I can just buy like a, a coax yeah. crimper for 20 bucks. Like I just take care of right. this myself and right. not involve yeah. anyone else. And then, you know, when they were willing to do it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah. Save yeah. myself 20 bucks, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I have not been paying attention to how long this is taking, how long we've been recording oh, for. 36 but... minutes of audio. Oh, so. okay. I feel like we should get on into sure. the, uh, the stories of the week. But first, we're going to take a pit stop. And read an email because we got an email this oh, yeah, week cool. um, from John, who was listening to one of our previous podcasts, uh, says, hey, guys, I like your chill podcast. You like a lot of the same stuff that I like. I'm listening to a slightly older episode where Jared wishes he could use Apple Music with A-L-E-X-A, the Amazon the Echo A-word. device, whom I will not I will not name. She sh- um, who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, you can. Just link your account in the Aleka app and set Apple Music as the main music service. I've been doing this for years now. Oh, Sometimes you need to unlink and delink your account, but it works fine, or or at least well enough since Echoes are cheap and I've bought into their ecosystem. So shout out to John for the super tip. Um, I actually did not know that, but I kind of like slightly recall there being a story of like Apple Music is now available on Amazon devices from a few years ago or whatever. Because I, I remember it was a big to-do between Amazon and Apple for a long, a lot of their services where it's like this thing won't work on yours and this thing won't work on mine and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, I, and I kind of thought it had got resolved at some point. Um, but I never really looked into it too hard. And so sure enough, I went into the, the app and, um, you can choose like your music services to link to or whatever. And, and Apple music's one of them. And I was like, Oh dang. So I linked up, got my thing hooked up and changed it to my default thing. Um, I haven't actually tried it out yet, <laughs> so I'll have to holler, holler at my Echo later and, and make sure it works right, but that's oh, pretty I, cool to know and um, will I be have, a game changer for me when I ask it to play things for my kids that it's like, oh, you, I can't play that, but if you want to subscribe to my $4 a month music thing, then you can do that, and it's like, you know what? I already got Apple Music, so play it on that instead. You heard I have so hopefully a, uh, that works. another irritating story, but I'll save it until after the news for you. So oh, okay. Another me. irritating story. Uh, okay. It's, it's of the you. same flavor of a Comcast story, but uh, okay. with a different, <laughs> equally awful company. 
Oh, okay. That could be so many different things, but okay. Yeah, a teaser for um, later. I'll keep people engaged. Yeah, I know, right? So thanks, John, for emailing in. If you, too, would like to email in podcast at tetracade.com, we welcome all comments and questions and queries and whatever the heck you want to send us. Um, so anywho, moving into the news of the week, the mobile gaming-related news of the week. That's what this podcast is. Um, Final Fantasy IX on iOS was finally updated and is working again. Uh, it got broke on, well, I haven't kept up with this. Some people say it's been broken since iOS 14 last year, I mean, which that, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it would not but, surprise um, me at all. <laughs> no, with Square Enix, they don't have a great track record with this sort of thing. But um, it wasn't until like a, a couple of months ago that they actually pulled the game from the App Store and were like, okay, this is broken. We hear you. We're going to fix it be patient with us, whatever. Um, so anyway, their turnaround time wasn't that bad, really. They released a fix for it, and so Final Fantasy IX now works on the latest iOS. For now, I'm sure it'll break again in the future, and um, it's a coin flip on if, if they'll fix this sort of thing or not. Monster Hunter uh, Freedom Unite, I think, is the one that they're shutting, they're just not fixing. They're like, yeah, it broke, and we're going to just retire it. So that sucks, but... Um, for now, this is a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy port on iOS because it's actually done with consideration for the touchscreen and have like very touchscreen native elements to it as opposed to like throw this thing in an emulator and put virtual buttons everywhere like Final Fantasy VII and, and whatnot. So yeah. cool that it works. Uh, cool that they fixed it. Sucks that it took forever. Sucks that this probably isn't the end of this sort of thing with Square Enix games. Yeah, I just not it that it's it exclusive is. to Square Enix, but right, they just um, are particularly bad with this sort of thing. It seems yeah, like I mean, the alternative is they say, "Oh, it's broke. Who cares?" So yeah, I I always wonder if there's like a cost analysis sort of thing where they're like, "How many units did we sell?" Oh, okay, then yeah, we'll fix it. Or oh, we're not even touching that. We haven't sold a unit in two months or something. So I don't know. We haven't but, um, sold a single thing on this old thing that we don't promote or market right. in any consumer. But I, also, I, I, it's, it's, it's a lot more palatable to me to be like, oh, dang, that 99-cent game I bought five years ago is broke now, and they, they're not fixing it, as opposed to like, oh, that $30 Square Enix game I bought <laughs> yep. is now broken. Like, that's there's a difference there. So. 100%. Um, anyway, a, uh, we'd been talking about this a little bit, that Play Digis was bringing Sparklight to iOS and Android, and this is one of those games that me and you both have this thing where it's like a game you hear about that's great, like a mm -hmm. great indie game on PC or something like that, and you always wanted to play but never did, and then it but comes out on be able mobile, to on and then you can actually play it. In the future. Yeah, you could play it on Steam Deck. Um, yeah, so I, I had like heard about this game a lot and wanted to play it but never got around to it, and now that it's on iOS, uh, I played it. And it's real fun. I like it a lot. I uh, Reviews are very mixed on this one because a lot of people are like, I don't know, it, it seems boring. It's got randomly generated levels and stuff like that. And, and I guess it can get kind of um, like samey and stuff like that. And I, I can sort of see that. But um, it's also got a really good upgrade system for like a roguelike, um, you know, kind of like you have these randomly generated levels and you do runs and you collect things. But then there's a lot of permanent upgrades that you can put your stuff into and, and, and stuff that are, that are, uh, consistent through, through runs. So, um, that whole element is what's got me hooked on it. Um, finding the different like, uh, equipment items and you can like mix and match them in really interesting ways and stuff like that. So like 
those systems I think are really interesting here. The actual level layouts and stuff like that, like I can see it getting a little repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is also a game that's not like, hey, play this forever. You know, it's kind of like um, Hades or something like that, where it's like, hey, play this, max out all your junk, get your fill, and then 10 to 15 hours later, you're done with it. And then yeah. that's cool. And if you want to play it again, you can. It's randomly generated, whatever. It's not really designed to be like a, this is a, you'll always want to play this forever and ever type thing. Like I would say, like a Binding of Isaac would be or something like that. So yeah, I need um, to reset my, my Hades and play through it again. I had so much fun unlocking yeah. all the stuff. It was such yeah. a good game. It's, it's been long enough now that I've probably <laughs> forgotten most of like, the, you know, the cool stuff. So yeah, run through it again. I, I can't wait to run through it on my Steam Deck next year. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but anyway, so Sparklight, um, kind of similar thing. And the mobile version is five bucks. It works really well. It has controller support, which um, the one thing I didn't like about it is the virtual buttons are kind of tiny. And I didn't really find a way that you can fix that. Um, but plug it in with controller and it's money. So I've been enjoying this one a lot. Five bucks if you like the sound of of roguelites with uh, you know upgrade paths um, and kind of something that's designed to be sort of beaten, um, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I always, then, uh, I, always I would suggest picking that. this up. Yeah. yeah, really liking this so far. So anyway, that is now out on iOS and Android for five bucks. Cool. If you want to check it out, um, another speaking of really great roguelike games, Dead Cells. Game of the year a couple of years ago really good. Uh, on mobile. Very good on every platform real, you'd real ever good. played on. Yeah, good on anything. Um, so Motion Twin tweeted out a little teaser thing that they are going to be, it looks like they're going to be adding um, the character from Hyper Light Drifter, which uh, is a similarly awesome indie game that's more like a Legend of Zelda style game, but also on mobile and also very good on mobile. Um, these two things feel like peas in a pod situation like a real tight synergy they're very similar ish type games right um but while also being very different from each other so i think it's kind of like a cool crossover if they add the hyper light drifter guy um and they show a little clip of of him in dead cells using his uh his blaster which is uh not a weapon that you can currently even use in dead cells so i think that's but um thought this was just like a fun teaser. If uh, if you missed it, check out um, their tweet and their little clip of, of the Hyperlight Drifter guy. Um, no word on like when if this is actually coming or when it will come. And chances are pretty good if it's coming to like PC, it'll come to mobile later because they kind of are lag behind. Although um, the mobile version is now almost one-to-one with, with the PC version. But just a cool thing to look forward to probably um nothing beyond really this teaser so far but i like where they're going with this crossover that's a good yeah mix of two really good games that cells is fucking awesome i think it's also free on game pass if you're a game pass person that what dead cells yeah yeah i know it was i think it might be one of the games that rotated left, out maybe just rotated out at last month but yeah. i'm not totally sure about that but um buy it on any platform you can surprisingly well on mobile works yeah. surprisingly well as a mobile game that you can just hop into for a few minutes. I love it. Um, so anyway, uh, this week, well, last week, actually, um, Netflix rolled out their whole gaming initiative thing, which um, I kind of rolled my eyes at at first. But um, once I've learned a little more about it, it's it's kind of neat, I guess. I don't know. So well, Netflix, what's strange right? to me, though, is that um, the experience 
with this is inconsistent across platforms, right? So if you, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's already the case or just will be the case soon in that like, so you play on mobile, you download any of the games for mm-hmm. free and you just log in with your Netflix app. But these yeah. games will also be available on Switch and other platforms, but they'll be sold as premium games. So uh-huh. like this um, League of Legends game that, I don't know if it's out or just announced or whatever, it'll be free Not on mobile yeah, yeah. with login yeah. or 10 yeah. bucks on like Switch. It just seems like... But like, do you still need a Netflix account to play it on Switch? I don't know. It just seems really odd that they wouldn't just be like, yeah, log in anywhere. We don't care. Yeah. So what I think is the deal with this is that they are trying to add, they're trying to get a, some sort of foothold in the gaming world in the first place. Right. Because, um, a lot of cloud services are popping up. That's becoming a big thing. Digital gaming is a really big thing, whatever. So I think Netflix is like, we need to be in that area too. Um, the way they're doing that, at least in this way is, um, all Netflix subscribers now get access to these five mobile games. Um, and it launched last week on Android and now it is out on iOS too. And it's like you said, at least on iOS, I don't know if it's different on Android, but on iOS, when they announced this whole thing and they announced iOS support was coming soon, I was like, yeah, right. Like Apple has issues with this sort of thing. There's going to find a way to, to stop this from happening. Like whatever. Um, it actually ended up being not as big a deal as I thought at all. Because all they did is, it's only five games, they just released them on the App Store as separate games, just like Apple said they wanted the cloud services to do. And it doesn't make sense for Game Pass to do that with their 100 plus games that rotate in and out and stuff like that. You can't just be like releasing them separately on the App Store. So it never made sense for like them or Stadia or whoever to do, to play by Apple's rules. And I think Apple always knew that. But now you come with a service that it's like, oh, we can abide by that. And so now they're doing that. But in a, in a certain sense, too, they're doing something very similar to what you guys did with Game Club. Mm-hmm. But also, I would say, maybe even closer to what PlayOn did before they went bankrupt. Was um, they uh, The games that you can get as part of this Netflix deal, um, the two Stranger, Thing games, Stranger Things games, which isn't surprising at all because that's Netflix in the first place. Right. But um, And then um, two previously existing mobile games from frosty pop corpse which is a, a prolific mobile developer for many years now which is and it's basically like one guy um and then a fifth game from rogue that's actually a brand new release which they partnered specifically with netflix to release this so one solitaire game right the card blast card po- yeah, yeah it, it, it is like a poker solitaire game yeah. <clears throat> so anyway the weirdness to me comes with the fact that Four of those games were available on mobile before. All four of those original versions are now pulled and gone. And now you have to re-download a new, you know, package ID version or whatever, a separate version. Um, and now the only way you can play them is by um, logging in with Netflix. Mm-hmm. However, if you owned any of those games before, you can still get them from your purchase history. And as of right now, they still work. And so, you know, okay. That's fine, but what if that's not the case later, right? Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. loved Stranger Things 3, the game, and you bought it for five bucks, because that was a the, the first one was a free sort of like advertisement game for the show. Right. So it's sort of like, you know, whatever. But if you paid five bucks for the second game, I'd be like kind of pissed off if it broke down the road and they weren't able to update it because it's now it's a Netflix thing or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, though, it came out like so long ago. Like how many people 
uh, you know, have been like sitting around, like being like, oh, okay, it's been four years, but now I'm finally going to play Stranger Things yeah. too. You know, like, dude, honestly, maybe a lot of people. I don't, know. I don't know. Um, but so, and then the same with the Frosty Pop games, which are both cool, interesting games, and they make nice games, but um, you know, I doubt they really moved the needle much, even when they were first released, right? And so that's. But it, I, I feel like it's a similar to play on situation because these were like existing games that didn't necessarily like break and die and get resurrected. I think they were just like moved yeah. to this new Netflix thing. So <clears throat> anyway, all that said, I think it's a cool like feature edition for Netflix subscribers because you already have Netflix, right? And it's like it doesn't hurt to have added things mm-hmm. added to your subscription cost, right? Um, you yeah, would assume and, and Netflix, that this, this library will just grow. Yeah. And Netflix <clears> in particular <throat> is like so ubiquitous. I mean, like, God, if yeah. you, if you have any of the online video like services, it's very likely Netflix. Right. And then like yeah, everything exactly. else is like maybe the second one you subscribe to. Like we're right. like, we subscribe to, uh, Netflix and Disney plus, you know? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I pretty much, uh, that's like the go-to you subscribe to it service. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. It'll be interesting to see what more games get added to this or how much of a big deal this thing becomes, or if Netflix tries to get into like publishing games elsewhere or whatever. And, and like you said, um, you know, this league of legends game, which is the only game that's been announced as coming to Netflix when it comes out, it's the only yeah. upcoming game that's been announced. Everything else was already, like I said, pre-existing game. So, um, but I think it won't be any different than like if you bought Stranger Things games on Steam or something like that. I think those are still just there, right? Yeah. Or on Switch yeah. or something like that. So I think it'll be kind of the same situation where it's like, yeah, the League of Legends game, you go buy it on other platforms. But if you want to play it on mobile, it's part of this Netflix thing and you, you just get it for free. Yeah. So um, um, speaking of which, Netflix okay. and League of Legends and stuff, that yeah. the show Arcane that they just released. Yeah, is everyone's talking about fucking it. Fucking amazing. I mean, like, truly just, like, out of this world, so much better than I was expecting, like, and and everything else. And what's interesting about this show in particular is that, um, so it seems like Netflix uh, follows two or has followed two, and I don't know, maybe they they have broken away from this, but it's, like, two release cadences. Like, so you have, like, Great British Mm -hmm. Bake Off and similar Mm -hmm. shows where they release a new episode every week. And then Mm -hmm. there's, like most of the Netflix originals, at least the ones that I've watched, just like, all right, here's 10 episodes. Have fun. See ya. Yeah. You know, or right. season one or, or whatever, you know, a dozen episodes for season one or whatever. Yeah. So the way that they seem to be doing this one is in chunks of three. And hmm. it almost has this like vibe, kind of like a mini series because like, yeah, the, like the first, so a, a typical cadence of a, a show season would be like start slow. And like the season finale at, on episode 10 is like, holy shit. Like I cannot yeah. wait for the next season right so, yeah right but this one it like seems like it's almost like mini series style because like the first episode of the show is kind of like uh, this is i mean yeah this is backstory it's kind of slow though uh-huh. and, you know, like whatever uh-huh. but like the third episode which is like the, of the first block they released you're like holy fuck like mm-hmm. what is gonna happen now? this is insane yeah. and like if they maintain that cadence where it's like blocks of three and each has like the start to like huge climax conclusion like it's gonna be so super cool Interesting. So. You know, I've, wa- I've been wanting somebody to solve the problem of, of binge watching, right? Because, yeah. like, it sort of annoys me when they release a new series all at once like that. 
And sometimes you just can't help but just like keep watching yeah. them. And then you burn through them and you're like, okay, well, I got to wait like a year plus for yeah, new see ones. see next year. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas back in the day when TV shows were like a popular thing on live TV, it was like a fun thing to be like following along with these weekly episodes or whatever. And it was kind of like, felt like a shared experience more than it does yeah, nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that's kind of an interesting compromise to kind of mm. do it in these little chunks. Yeah. And because I don't, then you, right. Like, I don't know if it's like, Oh, we're just releasing the first three episodes of like promotion thing. And then everything's coming later. Uh-huh. Or if it's going to be three episodes know. every week or whatever, it's really yeah. cool. And like, you honestly don't need to know anything about League of Legends to enjoy the show. It's just like if you went into it blind, it would just be you know because like Lindsay really enjoyed it, and it's just like a fantasy kind of like steampunky uh, adventure show, you know? Yeah. So I don't know anything about League of Legends. Yeah, you don't. So. You don't need to. It's it's irrelevant mm. to the show. Interesting. Good to know. So um, I'll add it to the list of things I'll I should watch, but n- probably never will. Never will because I just watch <laughs> rewatch Breaking Bad for the sixth time. Sure. Why not? <laughs> or The Simpsons again. Yeah. Um. So anyway, moving on. Here's one for you, Eli. Super Meat Boy Forever is coming to mobile in 2022. How about that? That's oh, yeah, five that's, years uh, straight that it's been coming to mobile, I think. So, yeah. Believe it when I see it, I guess. Um, Thunderful Games will be publishing this one. They just had a big um, like digital event where they showcased a bunch of upcoming games and stuff. And this was, I think, their only mobile thing. Um, but yeah, so the Super Meat Boy saga on mobile is just a long, stupid story. Yeah, truly insane. Um, but uh, we we played this game at PAX like years ago on the Switch. Remember when it was like, this? Is, so this was announced for mobile in 2014 originally, right? And first off, the good backstory about this is that the Meat Boy people thought mobile they made fun of mobile they thought it was the dumbest platform ever and they even released like a joke game to make fun of mobile games right yeah and um in some instances like it was funny and they had a point but in some other instances they were just seem very out of touch and be like you know look at like mobile now in terms of like users and money generated and all that junk so um whatever the case i actually missed their weird little like game and watch style meat boy version that they released as a joke game i thought it was cool and i wish i could still play it but it's been long since deleted but um and so then it turned out that um you know the regular meat boy was going to come ported to mobile or whatever and then it came out that no we're going to make a special version for mobile that fits the platform that's yeah. like an auto runner version of Meat Boy and it was like okay that's probably a better idea for something like Meat Boy like virtual buttons not a good idea. So they were developing this whole brand new Super Meat Boy called Super Meat Boy Forever that was specifically made for touchscreen devices. And then it went silent, you didn't hear about it for a while until it popped up as like oh this is a Nintendo Switch game. We're going to release Super Meat Boy Forever made for well, Nintendo Switch, everybody. What, what drove me particularly crazy about this was it was like they like dumped on mobile, which I get it. You know, the mobile free to play sucks and, you know, like all this mm-hmm, stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, very appropriate. Right. And, and right. You know, a little in fashion at the time with, you know, like the indie developer right. scene that they're like, you know, at the center of. Right. Um, right. But it just like it, it drives me nuts that. um and, and this has always driven me crazy. It's not, you know, a unique thing in mobile, but it's like. You know, people that, like hate a trend and then it's like, oh, shit, like we're actually missing out not being on this. Like actually mobile's good <laughs> yeah. and we're making a mobile game now. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it was it was the same deal. And like the Switch came along and all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, like everyone's doing really good on the Switch. Like we need to get on a Switch. And it's like, oh, nope, guess what? This is a Switch game now. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is a Switch game, everybody, not a mobile yeah. game. They're very clear, this um, is not a mobile game. This is going to be a Switch game. So don't think yeah. it's just a simple 99-cent game. It's going to be a $10 game on Switch or $20 game on Switch. So like yeah. that mobile game that you thought, no, that's gone. That's not happening anymore. Yeah. It's a Switch game now. And also, you only use one button to play it. But yeah. it's a physical button. You need a physical button to yeah. play it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's and it's it. the funny thing is when we played it at PAX on the Switch, it's fun. It's great. It's a perfect for mobile game, right? So um, I guess it's taken a long ass time, but it'll finally be on mobile. And I think it'll probably be like best in class in terms of these auto running like precision platformers, yeah, right? It's yeah. going to be great. But it's just like the whole backstory behind it is so silly. So and also it's like they, they released a, a, a brief new trailer for this or whatever, but it's uh still just a very vague it'll come out next year everybody like okay like i still am anticipating it not yeah, coming out on right, mobile right. like they say it will but maybe that there's like an actual publisher now and they're gonna be like no we need to actually release this um it'll get done but either way the whole thing is just kind of a crazy saga but there you go a new trailer super meat boy forever has life on mobile supposed supposedly coming next year we'll see um We'll see. The The last thing I had to talk about this week, um, I'm including the Switch Arcade Roundup from yesterday because it includes Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition. I'm surprised it's a $60 thing. Yeah, I I think, um, well, Sean, <laughs> oh, that's funny. He actually edited in that um, this, these versions are shit and suck and are bad, so hold on. But... Also, he makes the case of like, if you look at, it comes with three games. The no, three, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And if you look at these games as being 20 bucks a piece, it's not too crazy, right? But I also was, when they announced this thing, I was like, cool, it'll be like 30 bucks. Like, yeah, I'll buy that. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, sick, a full 60 bucks, whatever. But that's still, that that is harder to swallow given the reception it has gotten so far, which is that... Holy crap, these things are a mess. Oh, a no. total mess. Have you been looking at anything online about this? No, because I was just like, I don't, I'm not going to buy this. I played those games a million years ago. I don't need yeah. to play them again. Like, you know. Dude, they are bad, bad. Like, shockingly bad in so many different ways. Um, and not just on the Switch. PC version, Xbox One, or Xbox PlayStation versions. Uh, everything is bad. And, you know, a lot of this stuff gets overblown. Because it's like, oh, this one clip of this really bad thing is getting a lot of traction. But overall, the game's, you know, fine, whatever. I think that's kind of the case. Like, yeah, you can play through them or whatever. But the stuff that's bad, you're just like, how did you screw that up? Yeah. Like, how did you make it that bad? Well, so what's what's interesting to me about this whole thing, and I I need to be kind of vague on on Mm -hmm. this because I don't know how much I'm supposed to actually talk about. But, like, I've got a game that I'm working on that... um, Mm -hmm kind of sort of based on an older game that we have all the um original like assets for 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 the the first version of it that are kind of like they're just old you know because it's an older game and in making the sequel um you're kind of like exploring like well can we like reuse any of this stuff to like save some time Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. and my initial thought was like fuck no dude this all this stuff is is old and doesn't look good and like i don't want to make a new game based on a foundation that is old and doesn't look good. Right. But right. then it turned out, it was like, well, you can take these old models and add like all sorts of modern lighting effects and like bump yeah. mapping and all this stuff. And then like, all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, like this actually looks like pretty good. Right. 
Right, um, right. You know, for particularly stuff that's like in the background that no one's really going to like, you know, examine really closely or anything anyway. Like there's no yeah. sense in like redoing like a tree model where she's like, hey, let's just yeah. pull this one in and put a bunch of effects on it. It looks great now. Yeah. And yeah. what was really interesting is that like seeing this trailer, it's like that is what they did here. I mean, it's the exact yeah. same thing. It's like they just added filters. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like. and <clears throat> Well, the, so the weird thing, too, is that they ported these into Unreal. So I think that has a lot of mm. that creates a lot of issues as opposed to because it's the same studio that used to be known as Wardrum. They're called Grove Street Games now. Um, that did all the mobile remakes over the years, right? And the mobile versions are great. And like, they're essentially the same games, but with higher res textures and a few nips and tucks here and there, right? To make it look better on a high res screen, more or less. Um, And so they they probably should have done something more along those lines, but instead they kind of moved this all into Unreal. And I feel like that, you know, introduces a lot of issues. Yeah, remember the... um... Oh, was it the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, remake, the original one that like was on uh, Xbox Live Arcade yeah. or whatever? That that was the game the that, HD, you know, Unreal, the yeah, HD Tony version. Hawk HD yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, that I feel like was the same deal, and that like when it yeah. came over to you, Unreal, like it might have looked better, but there was like just a lot of like very weird little things with like the physics engine and like the inputs and yeah. stuff like that that just it made it off. like like two percent off. But in yeah. a game that's all about like the physics engine and everything else, like that right. actually was a huge deal, you know? Totally. Yeah, I agree. So um, I do think that a lot of this stuff will get taken care of. I think this is a situation yeah. where they had a release date and it wasn't getting moved, right? Mm-hmm. And so you had to rush and you ship what you ship. But I do think they have a track record of updating and fixing things like this to a certain extent. Um, some of the more egregious stuff I think they'll fix, but like... Um, some of the stuff I think is probably going to remain busted. And I think it's whack that they pulled all the old versions of these games from all the stores. So this yeah. is the only way you can play these games if you wanted to going forward. Um, and they call them the definitive edition. I feel like it's a joke to release something called that when it's in this sort of state. Um, yeah. And especially bad. The Switch version, I guess, is especially bad. Like no shadows, like a bunch of really bad texture work and stuff. So yeah, uh, this... I feel like the Switch was the money place to play these types mm-hmm. of games. Yeah, bad um, switch a, ports have been really pissing me off lately. Like I was really super yeah. stoked for uh Disco Elysium because like that's one of those games like perfectly falls Is in that, that category bad on we're always switch? talking about. Oh dude, it's it's so bad. Really? Like cause it's a... Uh, so Disco Elysium is this kind of like uh detective adventure game kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, as you know, you play it, it plays a, a lot like adventure games that you're going to like different locations, picking up items, like using those items somewhere else and stuff. And yeah. You know, in doing that, you change environments a lot. Like every time you fucking yeah. open a door, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to just go make dinner because the load times are so long. Oh, this. God. That's crazy to me that um, a game that runs off carts or is a downloaded game needs to have that much loading happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I think, man, the early days of the Switch, the first few years, it was like, wow, I can't believe this runs on Switch. But I feel like the last couple of years have been like, I can't believe the switch can't do this right. You know what I mean? I feel like it's time they, instead of the OLED switch, they really should have been like, it's switch pro time or switch plus or whatever. Something that has a little more horsepower. Cause 
we talked about this i think last week it's an outdated chip when the ship when the switch was new yeah. so it's like it's just like, extra outdated now yeah disco elysium was just so frustrating because i was like the first like hour or two i played of it you're just like inside one area and i was like holy shit yeah. like, this is so cool like i really like this game I've never played anything like forest it's a lot of fun right. and then like yeah. once you get into like the actual game where you're like going through doors all the time and all this other stuff it's yeah. just like just truly awful and it's such a bummer I, that it was released like that yeah and I think of these Grand Theft Auto games and I think of how fun they've been on mobile over the years where it's mm-hmm. like, man, it's, it plays really well for a touchscreen game, but it's also like fun to just hop in and go cause havoc for five or 10 minutes and then be done with it or whatever. I feel like that would translate so well to the Switch. Um, and I just kind of wish you could just play those up mobile versions on Switch. They should have yeah. just released that instead of try to shoehorn this more fancier version onto something that can't really handle it or whatever. But Hopefully that all gets updated on, across all platforms and gets fixed up even more. Um, but definitely disappointing, especially in light of the fact that you, you can, unless you're going to go pirate the PS2 version, you can't play these any other way now. Right. So yeah, it uh, it sucks, but you know, what yeah. are you going to do? Also, this is coming to mobile, the, the definitive trilogy, whatever. Um, it's coming to mobile. They said Q2 of next year. So that also makes me think is like, is that their original target for having this thing the way they wanted? And but they knew they had to release on all the other platforms first. But mobile was the one they could be like, eh, it's coming later. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good and, question. And right? by then, is it going to be like a good version that you're like, oh, cool. I'm glad to buy this now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's an interesting timing. I don't know, man. It's it just is unfortunate, I guess. More yes. than anything else. <laughs> so that was all the stuff I had to talk about this week. Um, do you you have your? Do you want to share your story with oh, us? My annoying story. Yeah. So your, new, your next annoying story. Yeah. So I've been in kind of this like interesting situation with um, my car that I have. Um, the so car I, they wanted to buy. Yeah. For what you paid for I it? Mentioned this last week or or not? Maybe I just told you. But like, so I have a. My car is a Mazda Miata that I bought in 2018 new. Uh, it's, it's really fun. I like it. It's, you know, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. wanted to, because I don't have, you know, we work from home. I don't really have a commute. So I was like, oh, let me get a fun car. So like, you know, give me something to do. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, well, wasn't that also, that was also like a, a knee jerk in a sort of way because of the Tesla situation too. Because you had pre-ordered a Tesla and then it yeah. came out and it was kind of a disappointing thing. And you're like, yep. dude, I got all this money saved up. Yeah. No. And I was like, yeah, no, I was going to buy a Tesla Model 3 and it was like, you know, just non-stop issues and stuff like that mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with with like the early ones and like you know body panel gaps and like people yeah. having all sorts of crazy problems and i was like oh fuck it i'll just buy something else and um yeah. so now because of the chip shortage and everything else like the my mazda dealer near me has not seen a miata in six months they don't know when they're getting new ones um yeah. you know like the no one's getting rid of their used ones because they're you know particularly in our area like it's a you can drive these cars with the top down like for a lot of the year, you know, so there's not a, a big reason to, to get rid of them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you know, when, when they were like, Hey, we're going to give you more than you paid for your car <laughs> three years ago. It was like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, this like seems worth considering. So, yeah. Um, mistake number one that I made was like allowing the Mazda used car guys to even like plant this idea in my head at all. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so from there, like I get home, I, I talk to Lindsay about it and I'm like, man, you know, like, I don't know what to do about this. Like, it seems like this is like really a once in a lifetime opportunity to like buy a car and then like basically make money on it after driving it for 
years, you know, like that, yeah. that seems crazy. Like what, let's like, what else can we do? And, and that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. finally brought us back to like, um, well, I don't know, maybe now is the time to actually buy a Tesla. Cause it seems like a lot of the, mm, a lot of yeah. the, um, you know, kind of like think through a lot of the reasons why I didn't buy a model three have been like largely remedied now. Like they don't really yeah. have like the QA issues as much anymore. And like the charging infrastructure is really good. And, um, right. all this other stuff. So, um, and particularly like, you know, and they're expensive, but I was like, well, if I'm like fucking getting all this money for this car, like that kind of like, <laughs> it knocks it down a lot. Yeah. Like it makes like a big difference. Um, you yeah. know, particularly like if you have a really valuable trade, because then like, you know, you're not paying tax on the money that, that goes into the trade. You're only paying tax on like right. the what's left over. Right. So yeah. it's actually gonna be like really affordable to, to, to finally get one of these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so decide on like Wednesday that this is what we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I emailed a local Tesla dealer and I'm like, Hey, you know, your website, like, so one thing that's kind of annoying about Tesla is like their, the way they handle their pricing online is kind of misleading because like they show you like, um, you know, price with savings. Right. And that includes like, right. you know, any kind of like tax benefits and like an estimation of like, you know, the savings of like using electric instead of buying gas and all this stuff. So, I just email him like, Hey, what's like the, like, let's assume that my car is worth X. Like just give me the outdoor price on this. Like, you know, yeah. all the fees, taxes, everything else. So I, you know, I have something to work off of. Um, and they're like, okay, you know, here you go. They send me this like quote over and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. That's great. Um, let me just, uh, like let's schedule a test drive. Like I work from home. My schedule super flexible. We can come up there ASAP. So I want to make sure that like Lindsay doesn't hate the car before like I commit yeah. to buying it. You know, I want her to drive uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Um, at which point, like, this kicked off this whole, like, thing of, like, rescheduling on me. Um, uh-huh. Because I guess they use their, um, like, so they've got, it's a service center there, too. And, like, when people bring their cars in, they give out loaner cars. And, like, if they uh-huh. need to, they'll dip into, like, the test drive fleet for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, originally, it was like, oh, yeah, come in tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, we were about to leave. And they contacted me. And we were like, oh, no, no, like, sorry. Like, we don't have cars. Like, you need to come in, um, <laughs> you know, the next day. And car lot like, not having cars is a problem and i was like okay you know no big deal like one day you know whatever it's fine i'm not super yeah. impulsive with this system so you know whatever it's it's cool um you know same thing happens the next day and it's like all right yeah. um you know yeah, but it's gonna be fine on saturday you just need to come out on saturday I'm like we're good to go and i was like okay <laughs> yeah. perfect whatever yeah. um so roll up out there on saturday you know test drive the car Lindsay loves it um so, you know, we get back inside and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, let's roll on this. So, um, this is, and, and then this is where things like really get off the rails. So like, um, uh-huh. the, what we found in all of my kind of like, uh, experience with like working with Tesla is like the type of person that works at Tesla is the exact kind of person that you would think would work at Tesla, like, a yeah. <laughs> like mid twenties kind of like aspiring tech bro that thinks Elon Musk is like the coolest person on the planet yeah. and uh, is also a realtor and involved in like two different uh, MLMs uh, and, you know, yeah. is a bartender at a speakeasy on the weekends and like, yeah. like that kind of person. Right. So like, we're dealing with like all this shit with like him kind of like talking about like all the stuff he's got going on and all the opportunities he can get us into. And like, right. All this other crap. I'm like, dude, I just fucking leave me alone. And like, give me the car, dude. When, when Lindsay makes fun of me. Cause like, I am, I am like, uh, is like flies on shit with like these kind of people with me. Like, I don't yeah. know oh, yeah. what it is. You are, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I will be, if, 
I will be out in public and like, you know, they'll like see like the shoes that I'm wearing or like, you know, the fact that I'm like wearing a Supreme hat or whatever. It's like these people just like come to me and I get ruthlessly made fun of for it because it's like, yeah, I am like, it's like how I attract homeless. People. Yeah, no, it's really like, I am like the coolest person for like a 22 year old, uh, just random <laughs> tech bro, white guy. Right. So, right. um, but anyway, so, so I, you know, order the car and everything else. Um, it's going to take months for it to get here. Um, mm. and I, uh, so you have to put a $250 non-refundable deposit down, which is mm-hmm. fine. You know, like I, I, I knew that was the the thing and, you know, would have done that when he sent me the initial quote and stuff. I just kind of wanted to yeah. test drive it first just in case like Lindsay was like, oh, I hate this. And I would have been out yeah. like 250 bucks. Um, so we go through all that and like, I'm looking at like the confirmation stuff in my email and I'm like, Hey, um, you know, the, this is, a, the numbers are a little bit different on here. Like, I just kind of want to like reconcile, like, like where we're getting this, like extra, extra, like 1100 bucks from. Cause mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like when you're buying somebody's expensive a car, like 1100 bucks is like, you know, whatever, but it's still a thousand, like thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. Still want right? to know. Yeah. And you know, I was just kind of like trying to figure out like if we got the tax estimates wrong or. Or whatever, yeah. you know, it's this, like big thing of like trying to figure out like where like the math differs between the two of these because it seems like pretty in line. It's just like more expensive. And yeah. so it turns out that Tesla will just like randomly increase the price of their cars. And really? because I and this happened on like Friday of that week, you know, so the, the price of the car went up a thousand dollars. And um, so I'm just thinking like, you know, once we finally figure this out, I'm like thinking like, oh, well, I like surely they'll just honor like what they told me two days ago. I mean, like we've been in this like email back and forth and, you know, like have this whole to do be- with like test drive and like them pushing me off and me reiterating yeah. like, I, Hey man, I just want to like sit in the seat of this car and I'll buy it. Like, yeah. um, and so I'm like, like, so you would think that there's something that like they would just honor that original price that they told me. Right. You would think that is not the case. hundred percent. Not the case. I am not surprised. So yeah, this is like, yeah, I don't know, man, we got no control over that stuff. And I was like, okay, like, can we like talk to the manager or anything like that? Because like, this seems really crazy that you quoted me this price like two days ago and it's yeah. different now. And, and like, it's a thousand bucks, but at this point it's the principal. Right. And that, that and that's kind of the thing is like, so they, they get you in this position where it's like, it's like no win across the board because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well now if I decide to walk away from this, like I've made a $250 non-refundable deposit. Yeah. So it cost me 250 Ugh. bucks to be like, fuck this dude. I'm out. Like this is skeezy. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's also like an extra thousand bucks. And like the crazy part yeah. is like, uh, Tesla as a company, like anyone making cars right now is so backed up that like, they don't give mm-hmm. a shit if I walk, like if I walk, they keep 250 yeah. bucks and it's like, all right, well we have a list thousands of people long yeah. that want these. Right. So like, you know, fine. If you don't want it, okay. Yeah. We don't yeah. care. You are definitely not in the driver's seat in this situation. No. And what's, what's been interesting though, is that like, you know, amongst like my social circle, like we're like the weirdos that don't have a Tesla, you know, and that's been the case yeah. for years, you know, like it seems like mm-hmm. everyone we know in California has one. Like most people we know yeah. here have one. Um, and people are in like two camps with these fucking cars. And like the first camp is like mm-hmm. the person that, you know, just went to Tesla.com or online, like had the touchless delivery. They just like drop it off on your driveway, you yeah. know, say, all right, here you go, buddy, have fun. You know, you yeah. drive it, you never have issues. And like the whole process is like magical. And now you have this car that is like 
showed up at your house that doesn't take yeah. gas anymore that gets like yeah. an effective like 150 miles to the gallon and like yeah you know all this stuff and it's just like the coolest thing ever and you're a huge tesla evangelist because like you know the whole thing went everything great. was so great yeah and then there's the camp of people that has needed to have like literally any contact with tesla as a company yeah and they just fucking hate it uh, yeah. but they love the car, you know? So it's just like this weird, how similar is that to Apple? Right. And like... that's, that's like the exact parallel that I was going to draw is that like, it yeah. <laughs> reminds me so much of being an Apple fan now, because it's like, yeah. you know, if you wanted, uh, a smartphone, I mean, like the iPhone is just the phone to get, you know, like, unless you right. want to kind of like noodle around with Android and stuff, like there's other options, mm-hmm. I guess. But like, I'm of the opinion that like, I wouldn't buy anything else but an iPhone. But at the same time, like right. Apple has like jerks you around so much now on like <laughs> every customer support opportunity. Yeah. Um, like that thing that like blew up on Twitter this week where it was like the guy had Apple Care Plus and like really scratched the shit out of his screen. Mm-hmm. And Apple was like, oh, sorry, this isn't damage that we cover. Yeah. Like, you would have like gone outside the store, or, like gone out to the parking lot and just fucking like punted the thing on the pavement so it cracked. Then it'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Here we go. So stupid. And it's just like, uh, you know, these companies just like get so big that they have these policies that like probably make sense on paper, but in practice just kind of like leaves your customer base walking away going like, what in the fuck is going on here? That's like the problem with like the human element is missing from a lot of things Mm -hmm. where it's like, we just need somebody to look at this and make human based judgment calls on certain situations because everything can't be an algorithm and everything right. can't be like a one size fits all for everything. Um, but I, I think so many companies get stuck in that rut where it's like, you know, just stop and look at the situation with a pair of eyes yeah. and a rational brain. And well, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, but they, they they don't have the ability to do that. The, the problem is, you know, like these, these companies are like governed, governed by these policies that are completely free of any kind of like discretion. Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah. and like the iPhone scratch thing that came out a couple of days, ago was like the perfect fucking example of that. Because like, yeah. if the people, at the genius bar had any ability to like use discretion with how they, uh, handled customers like they would look at that and be like oh yeah dude this is like majorly damaged yes sure we'll swap it out right. here's a 50 dollars fee like whatever let's go right right very similar to this like <clears throat> tesla thing with in any normal world the manager would be like oh shit yeah this is whack dude like here let me just adjust the price for you like sorry you got stuck in the middle of this like yeah you right. know let's yeah. go because like the problem across the board with all of these things is like i hate recommending things that are like very good products and needing to like caveat it with like yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, MacBook Pros are the best laptop you can get, but, like, I cross your fingers that nothing goes wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, a, t- a hardware technical problem or a software technical mm-hmm. problem where it's like, yeah, Apple stuff's the best. And it's like, dude, I can't access my music anymore, my email anymore. You know, when you have problems with that where yeah. you have no recourse, really, to who to go to, um, that always is a bad feeling, too, where yeah. you're like, well, Apple's the best stuff, but... And if, unless you pull the unlucky straw and it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because like, you know, it's, it seems like tech companies in specific are this way because like in the hospitality yeah. industry, um, you know, I was reading this thing on, um, I don't remember what, like some travel blog about like discretion that like hotel managers can use to like fix problems. Yeah. And yeah. the reason for it is like, you know, if you stay at a Hilton property and you get to your room and like something's fucked up, like they will go majorly above and beyond to fix it and yeah. like maybe even like majorly upgrading you right for free because yeah. 
you're going to remember that. And you'll be like, next time you're booking a oh, vacation, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, dude, let's stay to Hilton again. Like, they really set us up. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, now, even if we fucking love our Tesla, like, it's always going to come with this caveat of, like, yeah, dude, like, working with them, uh, like, the company is, like, ridiculous, yeah. but the car is really good, you know? So Yeah, yeah. I remember when I worked at a restaurant and um, the owner was just, like, you know, fast and loose with when people complained about things, like, mm-hmm. replace it, fix it, take it off the bill, like, whatever. Yeah. And his his model for that was Nordstrom, which was also notorious for taking returns, kind of no questions asked, yeah. because they were like, it's not worth it in the long run because that person will remember how great the experience was. And yeah, some people will take advantage of this and return some garbage they shouldn't. But in the long run, people will continue to shop here because they know they can like oh, trust yeah. it or whatever, instead of like squabbling over like a $40 shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just take it back. No questions asked. And you'll come back and spend more later anyway. So, I mean, that is 1 million percent the case with us and Costco, you know, like if I see something at Costco and I'm like, Oh, Hey, this looks kind of neat. Like I'll just buy it. And if it sucks or we don't end up using it or we don't like it, I'll just bring it back. And they're like, here you go. And I, we buy so much more stuff because of that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I feel like that element is missing nowadays, which is kind of a bummer and it'll become a weird boutique thing someday where it's like oh you got to stay at this hotel like they have actual people that run the desk yeah, like there's they humans check you that in will and solve stuff. your problems yeah it's not you. like a robot hotel <laughs> like yeah <laughs> they give you a key that goes in a lock in the door it's so weird you turn it and it unlocks yeah, yeah i mean like i was weird. already like really on the fence of like the tesla thing because elon musk is such a douchebag and i'm just like man uh, yeah i really I don't want to support a company that has that dude at the helm but at the same time like I really want an electric car and like everyone else yeah. that's making them is just like inferior to that's pretty much the best one to get. Yeah. I so agree. it kind of like get you in this spot where it's like this no win thing. It's like, all right, well, do you want to, you know, own some shithead that doesn't care if you exist or you buy his product at all Yeah, and buy a worse thing? Like, yeah. cause that to me seems like you're just fucking yourself over yeah, right. and <laughs> like, either way, Elon Musk wins. So <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, now with this like this buying thing it's like if i walk away like i it's it's a it's a loss for me you know because yeah. like you i know, know you the thousand dollars finance yeah. over the life of your loan is like okay well you're paying an extra seven dollars a month or, or right. whatever something like that yeah. you know so it's like yeah but it's still it's fucking stupid so yeah no, i agree um so we are running super long but yeah. that's okay because your comcast story earlier triggered my memory to say uh, we are having our the hole in our room fixed next week. Finally, um, they're going to start on Tuesday, and so um, that's the room where my modem is. And so I'm not sure. Well, there's so many leaves blowing off of yeah, we got right like major um, major fall here. So I don't know how that's going to affect my internet access ability. Um, I have the Verizon 5G stuff, and whenever 5G goes down, it has a 4G modem inside of it that just kicks in automatically so then and 4g speeds are like pretty decent nowadays like i've had to work off yeah. of that before and it's fine for work but i don't know how great it's going to be for podcasting we might just have to kill so, the video yeah it might turn into like just an audio only or something like that um but i'm also going to try i don't think that room's going to be under construction for at least a couple of weeks and possibly longer depending on what they come across when we start pulling walls down and stuff but um, as long as it's like, um, comical construction background noise, like, you know, you just hear someone like manual, <laughs> manually sawing, you know, like, uh, I'll a pipe that in even if you can't hear it from my office. 
because uh, it is across the house. But I'll I'll make sure to get a soundboard of construction. Some, some Italian sounding guy yelling. <laughs> hey, I'm walking over here. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. So just throwing that out there, just in case next week rolls around and it's like, dude, I can't record or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think worst case scenario will just end up being like it has to be an audio only or something like that. But maybe it'll all turn out fine. I don't really know. So because this is an XL episode, uh, if we do have to miss a show in the next, like, let's say month, um, consider this the pre-makeup show mm. is what I'll call it. How's that okay. sound? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sounds and that, The 90-minute pre-makeup show. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. I'm really happy to have my house fixed. There's been a mouse living in that room for a while, and I'm, I I want him to go. That's really and, uh But if it's, it's very like, cold uh, in there. <laughs> like Ralph in the uh, mouse in the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, there, there, where the, where the car hit and that like, it's all burst into the room and it's all like open to the wall and stuff like that. We just like piled stuff in front of, so the kid doesn't get to it. And that pile of stuff and rubble has now become like a place where like, I think a mouse has made a home. Oh, nice. And so it's like, I've tried to like dig through it to find them and get rid of them. But I, it's, uh, I'm at this really? point, I'm just like, just there's stay. A, you can just stay. There's a Simpsons bit that's like just on the, the tip of my brain where they did uh-huh. something similar to that, where they had just something shitty and just like kept kind of like decorating it to make it less. Oh, shitty. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, cool. And, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up, so that might need to skip that week. That's just true, for, too. Um, that's you know, true, too. Holiday hiatus or whatever. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, extra large episode for you. Hopefully we don't miss any shows, but you never know what will happen. But um, just know we'll be back in your in your hearts and minds at oh, some yeah. point. If that's some would the say case. we're always with you. We're always like with a you. Creepy ghost. Yeah, for ten plus years we have been with you, yeah. which is still crazy to me. So, uh, thank you everyone to listening for listening to this week's episode. And as always, uh, Touch Arcade is primarily supported by you guys, our listeners, and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out Patreon.com forward slash touch arcade or you can do your amazon shopping by hitting up toucharcade.com forward slash amazon first we'll soak in your sweet affiliate money uh for anything you'd be buying anyway no extra cost to you what a deal yeah and like cool. i said earlier uh shoot us an email thanks again to john for emailing us podcast at toucharcade.com just to say hi or ask a question or do whatever the heck you want with emailing us do it uh, so with all that, thanks again for listening and we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade show next week, question mark, maybe. or maybe later. Yeah. All right. See ya.